Inspire fans, and welcome to the Inspire AD Emporium, where we have things of Inspire all shapes and sizes, and I'm seated across the table from uh, a wrestler. To get serious for a moment, uh, I'm actually seated across from a young man whom I hold in fairly high esteem, and he's a wrestler. Do you know how rare... <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Now, I'm actually seated across from young Prince Adam. Very young. Very young. Very, very, very nubile. Very vulnerable. Very, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're about, we're about to get into some Corey Feldman level into shit here. Into some shit, yes. brother. How did, where did Rudy Boy touch you? Oh, man, God. <laughs> no. Right in between um, the space of my ball sack and my asshole. Oh, Is man. Right? I believe they call that the taint, that, technically. Okay, the taint. That's all right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Here, Dr. Wonder Emporium, we talk about taints. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, no, but 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 to get a little uh, dick suckery and in all uh, sincerity here, um, Adam is one of those guys that has me really aching to start running shows again some of you guys got a taste of what adam did uh shortly before we the pandemic forced us to surrender our live events um adam was in fact a part of a match that i really loved one of the last favorite matches that we had was the four-way with with you for the uh inspire pro or the pure prestige champion with you Talk and about the one with, uh, ricky, ricky and joe Stark's name drop <laughs> yeah name. it was a great match um, and I think the thing about you that really caught me was uh, you you kind of had this unbridled charisma, which is something that you can't you can't teach. You can't glean that from training. You can go to any number of schools, but when you're on the mic, when you're talking and just your presence in the ring, you have something really unique and, and strong about you. Well, um, I really appreciate that, I mean, man. Not you little as fuck, but no, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, I yeah. am, though. Yes. I think yeah. that, and I think that keys into uh, a lot of what you're saying yeah. because all my life I've had to I don't want to say try hard but I had to try harder than everybody else yeah. to get a look at you know that's what I was actually going yeah. to start off with Word, is that you are you know people peop, this is such a look oriented business oh yeah trust me I know that <laughs> as a result I think a lot of uh, there are a lot of guys who coast into it who have a specific look it's like oh you're a you're a fucking ex-quarterback or oh you you know you are coming out of uh mma you look at guys like eddie Wittern, right who mm -hmm. he looks a very specific way but um it's more than looks they're, right, they're you know it's kind of like how you know wrestlers are are they're a, a funny dichotomy you have to be the best at being an athlete but you also have to be, be the best at being an actor and i think of course i yeah. think the performance aspect the uh the improv aspect the aspect of actually being read on camera is something that you don't you don't mm -hmm. see in a lot of guys who are just kind of floundering out there right. and i i see you have you have a gift you're smaller in stature but i think um your presence uh your, your natural charisma more than kind of it boosts you. Well, so. I'm a narcissist, so you know that kind of. That's terrible. That, I'm I mean, sorry. Was it I'm is. gonna watch my background. <laughs> you gonna have to, baby. I'm a socio. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I don't, you know, I have mad respect for Eddie too, because like he kind of helped me out when I first started a little bit. He may or may not remember that, but I don't even believe like he's in the business anymore. You know? No. Yeah, and it, a lot of people. What like happened? That. What happened, to Eddie? I think he just went and did other things. I think he was a professional bodybuilder and yeah i believe i saw him do he was compete. in mma right I, yeah he was in mma yeah. i think he still is in mma okay him and his uh, uh lovely wife you know what i mean yeah they, that's kind of like the family business now 
But I haven't seen him on any shows or anything. Okay. So if you're listening to this, Eddie, shout out. Yeah, um, I liked Eddie. I yeah, didn't. Sure. I didn't think he was quite the right fit for what we did. Mm-hmm. I I felt like there were other places that he was going where he was, um, he fit in better. Right. Our company does a little bit more off the wall stuff, and I feel like Eddie had a very uh, definite idea of how he wanted to present himself. A guy like very you, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, a, a guy like you, on the other hand, I feel like you're you're far more flexible. I know I've thrown some straight up brain damaged ideas at you, and you're uh, well, writer of the skulls. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be great. Like, yeah, I was well, like, it still could be. It's, but, yeah, I mean, no spoiler here. You know, you know Max, come on now, future stuff. But you know, yeah, yeah I really think um, I just I'm bored ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, and. It, on the indies, I don't, I've, no one and nothing to be fucking talking about this, but like, you know me, I don't really give a fuck anyway, so. Yeah, no, no, good, um, hey. Okay. <laughs> no, let's, let's get down to it. Um, yeah. I was actually going to talk about how, what, what an utter disappointment T-Ray was when he was on this show. I love you, Trini. <laughs> I, I love, I love Trini. I love Trini a whole lot, but, and he knows this, and right. I bust his chops to his, to his face when he could kill me, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for my out off this mortal coil so i'll talk shit to people like trini for sure um, <laughs> um tr- so so the thing the thing about trini that made me really want to sit down with him was he would be driving back from some dirt ass show up north and be going those racist motherfuckers they hate us in words and you know be Word. screaming about mm-hmm. he'd be screaming about how he would drive all the way up there and then he'd go up there and there'd be just like this upper echelon of guys who happen to be people of color who would just be kind of left on the sidelines because they were basically people of color you know yeah. guys who are far more talented than a lot of the uh more creamy complected folks on the I cards i have no idea what you're trying to say here like, I don't like that. it's kind of going over well, my head the, you know you white motherfuckers be getting booked off a lot of honky honkies on the card a lot, yes. of, a lot of a lot of pla- <laughs> a lot of places in texas have for the longest time not had a black champion, mm-hmm. not had a champion of color. Um, you know what? I'm going to say it, it, even if it makes me unpopular. I mean, good for MPX with having a black champion. I was just suddenly. about to tell say that because... Um, but for how long yeah. did it take? I mean, yeah, you're okay. exactly right. And so, I mean, not for nothing, because like, I love those guys. And they, yeah. they've they given me a platform early, early on. So like, I'll always be appreciative yeah. of that. But, it's, but there was that is a major criticism. Because yeah. I, I, even me, I'm looking around the locker room and I'm like, am I just the token brown guy that they think that can do lucha here yeah. you know what i mean or whatever and then yeah there's always one african-american person there just one yeah maybe two but over the like and to put them over and over i mean the jimmy walker guy that comes yeah. up and goes dynamite and everybody laughs, laughs exactly and, right. oh that's enough of that more exactly. white guys and you, you know, know not for nothing to put his name out there x's prime is like their heel right now and i really commend his work his work is pretty excellent so if you yeah. haven't looked at him give him a no look. no I, he has a great look right but why is he a heel there because he is african-american yeah you know what i mean at least there's that subconscious level when it comes to it with their audience right they just held an, an experience wrestling event mm-hmm. which is um I'm, i don't i forget her name but jackson stone is running it with um this woman it was very very nice i just my brain <laughs> is fried right now but um and that whole card was just to this is about diversity we have people of color. We have people of all uh, races and nationalities just on the card. And we want to see more of this. Yeah. And it was hosted at MPX. And um, 
you know, it was, weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? So I commend them for, you know, being like, you know what, this is a criticism and we're going to change it. And then I think a few weeks before that, they did, you know, crown an African-American champion, which I, again, I don't know his name. So how convenient <laughs> what the fuck can I say? You know, how convenient. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, yeah. Trini, Trini would voice a lot of his uh, his frustrations with the business and then when i got him in the seat that you're in he was just like i don't know what you're talking about brother and and it it just it pissed me off because the thing the thing is is that i think that in order to make the changes that the business needs to see people like you and him and i for example really need to kind of sit down and vocalize these things and put them out into the air they can't just be things that people voice message each other as they're driving back and forth from whatever bullshit show they're going to to the next you're actively trying to change what the environment is i totally get it yeah absolutely and and i think uh, one of the things that i really love about you is that you know it's funny we don't talk a lot you and i of course not but um, talk to anybody really but yeah. yeah well i know you talk to trini and one of the things that trini always remarks is that like he says like the only other guy that's as angry about shit uh, as i am is you <laughs> so <laughs> so here i'm here, bitter <laughs> i don't know why yeah. but, you know you're, you you got the you got the the, the bitter uh, ex-vet thing already down exactly I'm, man that's what it is i've been jaded and get some more years on you brother brother <laughs> um so yeah i was eager to get you here you know, it's it's kind of funny because you you you've only kind of been involved with our company from a cursory level, but you've also been around the company a lot prior to actually having stepped yeah. in a ring for us. Mm-hmm. So you have perspective, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And you can talk about context, but also I know you're not going to pull punches. Yeah, I, I really. Again, I really don't want to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, What's the point? I mean, it, I think. Yeah, exactly. What is the point? Because I'm just gonna. Lose a booking here or there. I don't get fucking booked, brother. Like, come on. Well, most of the places that <laughs> most of the places that you could piss off are places I assume you don't even want to work to begin. Not with. at all. Not at all. Like, yeah. come on, man. And the places I work now, again, it's qual. What is it? Quality over quantity. Yeah. And again, I, I bitch at T Ray about that too. I'm just like, dude, why are you working these fucking shit shows, dude? Why are, did, you, why are you working this? Did come he, on, get out of here. You know what he's gonna? I'm gonna pants him. I'm gonna pants him on yeah, the air. We've already done that enough, so it's fine. Did he tell you about the kid? Uh, the kid in Uvalde that fucking uh, duped him into uh, oh, yeah. a show. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so context. He got a book for the show in Uvalde that wasn't that Uvalde show that apparently runs there, right? Yeah. Um, and he thought, okay, maybe it's just a booker that has a kid as his profile picture, as all Mexicans do. I'm not going to lie to you. It's what we do. And um, <laughs> he, he's like, oh, my mom's helping me run this event or something like that. He's like, wait a minute. It's a fucking kid. The kid is 13 running a pro wrestling show. And I'm not going to lie to you. When he sent me that, I was like, aw. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to do it? Come on. He, he clearly looks no. up to you. <laughs> yeah, but you know where it stops is that when, like, okay, the thing that had me on the floor yeah. was when I saw the shot of the trampoline. <laughs> the, the ring. The, 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 ring the, the ring was like a, a large trampoline. And the, the, the trampoline had a tear on the side. And basically the accompanying text was, well, brothers, it looks like we're out for the next six to eight months while I save up to get another fucking... uh, Okay, but dude, okay, so obviously this kid has dreams and aspirations, right? Yeah. And he, for lack of a better term, he is just cosplaying. He's putting on a facade that he thinks this is what, you know, pro wrestling bookers do and have to deal with, right? Where the fuck do you think he learned that from? 
all these shit shows, dude. Everybody around him, they're as much as fault <laughs> as the mom is from fucking bankrolling this shit. So he's, you know he's I mean? basically just been around too many carny motherfuckers. Too many carny motherfuckers, yeah. brother. I'm telling you. This yeah. is exactly, it's, again, it, it's a snake eating its own tail, this business. It's just a cycle, a vicious cycle of yeah. fuckery. You know what I mean? Like the La Onda tattoo. Exactly. You can't get out. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you can't get out. Blood, no, blood out, motherfucker. That's just what it is. <laughs> Ah, oh, those locals for life, brother. It's, this is what it's, we do. It's, it's, it's like your, it's like your mother's love, but your mother's hate. Right. Um. Yeah. God no. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, by the way, if you've never seen that, I, I highly recommend it. Blood I think I think we should release on YouTube a uh, Blood and Blood Out with you and I doing commentary. Let's do it. Okay. Let's no, plan it. Let's do yeah, it. we'd yeah. get sued, and then the company would never come back. Oh, it's, it's free on YouTube. There's like five like free on YouTube, so it's fine. It's whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. But yeah, man, it's just, um, you know, like, all these shit shows perpetuate this behavior, man, and they're all just scratching their own back. Yeah. You know, so. Are we going to talk about Redneck Wrestle Circus, or is that... What is Redneck Wrestle Circus? I want you okay. Here at the Wonder Emporium, we call this guest that shit show, so okay. here you go. Okay. You get three guesses, all right? Okay. Redneck Wrestle Circus, what does that entail? And I love Jordan, so he completely doesn't mind me saying that. Jordan Lennox. Yeah. I know. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know. You know, uh, by the way, mm. uh, I can I can break this here. This is news. Oh. This is news, folks. But <laughs> but uh, there will be an upcoming fireside where Al Linhart will be sitting where you are. And we're going to Whoa. talk about exactly what the fuck went down with wow, Wrestle Circus. Because, really? Yeah, you know, um, a few people that I, I kind of broke that to, were uh -huh. they weren't as enthusiastic as, as I was, but... That company had a lot to do with shaping us and how we responded to our product and how we changed it and what we act. Mm. I mean, you know, they were very much a spot show. Of course. And, yeah. and, we, and we were very much oriented toward building local talent. Mm -hmm. Because to me, there's nothing more gratifying than making your crowd respond to someone who's like just down the block. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. It's 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 good for, it's good for the local scene. Yeah. And and it's good for I mean, you can't really call your town a wrestling town if you don't have the talent that's, you know, that, that that's at the fundamental base, you know? Mm -hmm. Um I mean, to keep everything above board, like when I first started in the business like early 2017, there was only two shows that I would really go to and pay dues at. One was Wrestle Circus, set up the ring, fucking kind of be under Al and just see how he ran the shows, and that's yeah. my only education, you know what I mean? And Inspire Pro. I feel like, like the next day, just to go. You know? Not to like jerk myself off under the table, but I mm -hmm. feel like those two companies, two were the only ones that really had national visibility here. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, in Texas, it, that's going to piss a lot of people off. But I don't. I've, I mean, if it's facts, it's facts. Yeah, though, you know what I mean. Like when they mother, like when I when I first started, right? Obviously, Wrestle Circus because all the big indie names. Yeah. And I was so new to indie wrestling, you know. Obviously, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, but. In terms of indie wrestling, I was like, oh, that guy, he works over here, he works over here, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. But I knew Inspire Pro, and not to jerk you off or anything, um, was the premier Texas show. Because everybody that was big in Texas would be on that show. Yeah. And pull out banger match after banger match after banger match. And, Context. Right. To me, to, me, to me, what makes wrestling fulfilling and good, you can have, I mean, look... The spot matches are great, mm -hmm. and it's going to wow a lot of people that might be alien to professional wrestling. So that stuff definitely has its place, and we are not uh, above doing stuff like that occasionally. Mm -hmm. But I always feel feel like our long-term booking, which a lot of people bitch about as an idea, 
has given a lot of guys a platform and a context and, and a sense of urgency when they're and knowing that they're going forward, they know where they're going. You know? Right. And and I think like that's one of the questions that I hear from wrestlers most routinely is where's this going, brother? And so I like being able to go, well, this is my plan. Right. And this is what we're doing. And then if they go, I don't like it. I say, go somewhere else then. Exactly. I mean, it's just another avenue to work though. You know what I mean? Like as for me as a worker and as a wrestler and just, I'm all about kind of like respect almost yeah. as much as, as shit as, as I talk, you know, um, that is, this is a show that I want to be at. So if the guy that runs this fucking show has a vision for me, yeah. Then obviously he's put some thought. He's stayed up late, he or she or they, whatever the fuck. They stayed up late writing shit, thinking oh, no. about me, you know? So yeah. why the fuck am I going to fucking be like poo-poo it and be like, no, this fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. You know? the, um, maybe there's some wisdom in that. Sorry to cut you off, but no, maybe no. there is some like, you know, because there are some promotions that have given me creative and I told them no because I just, it's not something that I'm interesting. It's not a challenge. It's very just baseline, you know, it's not creative. Yeah, but when you presented some ideas to me, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, let's do it!" Like this well, is you, out of the box. Yeah, the next. I mean, the ne- I think we have like the next year booked, mm-hmm. and you're you're in it. Oh, so, thanks, dude. Um, yeah. I made it. <laughs> I well, made I think, the cut. I think I even pitched some of it to you. Then I, uh, yeah, some yeah. Okay, you have. Biss yeah. Biss and I were sitting around with like a dry erase board, and we were doing we were doing stuff, and we have all these just ideas as to where we want to go, and you know who we want to push. Mm-hmm. And there's a, like a hell of a, an incredible crop of newer guys you know that are that are rising up it really and, is man yeah man it's exciting and so i'm that's why i'm eager to get back yeah it's exciting and scary because like i'm just like fuck and now i gotta be good <laughs> like, okay so red redneck redneck wrestle circus redneck wrestle circus um, so think of the context here right you got nothing but names right what kind of names old school names okay <laughs> old school names from like anybody formerly affiliated with the nwa part of this and yep nwa affiliate part of it uh <laughs> old school WWE brother brothers you know okay what I mean? i'm gonna okay hold on i'm gonna say a name okay and uh phil bleep this name okay oh, yeah bleep Ed- this name. editor's note yeah. please bleep this name <laughs> is it is it no, no, okay, no, no, definitely not. Okay. No, 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 for sure. I love that dude. For okay, sure. okay. Although I will never get booked there because, I mean, look at me. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just what it is. That's just what it is. I'm not bitter about it at all. Hello? Check yeah. one. Two. Okay. I'm I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway. Uh, okay, so Redneck Wrestle Circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this uh, is this up north? Uh, Primarily up north. Yeah, they venture down here every so often. Oh. Is this... uh? Like just dude, just spill the beans. Uh, well, I don't even know what they fucking stand for. What uh, fucking SWE, brother? Come on now. Oh, SWE. Oh okay. fuck! Did I say something? Did I do? No, are you no, no, with no, them or no, no, no. <laughs> I had to kick I, my I, ass. Well, just, it just no, no. I don't get. No, no, no. I. To be frank with you, I don't like the way that they play. Um, it's very seedy. It's, it's very sketchy. It's, it's seedy and monopolistic, and exactly. there's a lot of uh, threatening people. You do this, you can't do that, and it's like. Well, this is a community, and how dare you? You're not paying anybody's fucking car note, assholes. Mm-hmm. So why don't you let people go work where they can to get exposure, to gain experience? Right. I mean, there's nothing, there's nowhere, like, if SWE were to say, like, you can't work in Spire, you work here, you work at, uh, uh, you know, I'd be like, well, what the fuck are you going to give them that we can't give them? And what the fuck are you going right. to accomplish for this person in terms of their development by begrudging them another ba- uh, a payday or a gig where they can go work with some out of 
state name. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to necessarily, you know, be singing Kumbaya by the fucking grill, mm -hmm. but I don't really see the point in actively working against other promotions. It, it, to me, it's, there's there's a lot of, like, weird dirtiness going on right now that's really disappointing. Exactly, and that's, that's the side of... Maybe it's part of the business, of course. It's not just exclusive to Texas at all, you know what I mean? But if you get mad at that, the boot must fucking fit then and walk it, you know? Um, but, and this doesn't have anything really to do with the, the guys and gals and everybody that works that show. They're just trying to get paid. And yeah. I get that, you know? But the people that run this shit know exactly what the fuck they're doing. They, they're very... Hey, pay pay this fucking uh, fee for a seminar and then maybe you'll get on. I know motherfuckers that have been on the seminar like 10 times never got a look at and these motherfuckers are still paying out you know oh yeah and, you know, they, they're an idiot of well that shit's a racket that's like when exactly. they did that uh, they, they did that uh that this this was carny as shit mm. when nwa houston ran those new japan co-promoted shows or whatever mm. and um they did this thing where there was a new japan tryout right Right, and they were just gonna like they say I had all these guys just like throwing their money on the table. Mm -hmm. Man, there's no fucking way tugboat was gonna show up and get on a fucking New Japan card. <laughs> like they they already knew what they were doing. They already knew who they were gonna take. Exactly. So it was already predetermined. So like they were working the boys, but they were like actually fucking taking money out of their pockets. Yeah, and I feel like that <clears throat> happens a lot. Dude. Yeah, and it's not it's not it's not cool to say, but it's also like in a business that like first of all, I hate the term mark. I think okay, it is. Yeah. I think it is deplorable. Mm -hmm. I think it shows a lack of respect for your fan base. Mm -hmm. I think it. It's also what really lazy people do because if you think that your, if you think that your audience are a bunch of mouth breathing chuds, mm -hmm. no wonder your creative sucks. No wonder you feel comfortable being lazy. No wonder you feel comfortable just spitting out the same fucking tired angle, all the fucking time. Right. Because you don't think very much of these people, but that's also why you're only drawing like this number of folks and you don't grow and there's no upward mm. but then again i feel like a lot of people i don't know man it's like that weird punk rock mentality where yeah you gotta sure. keep, keep that, it i mean keep it you know very confined yeah i mean i i grew up here in austin right well i mean in round rock but like i was a musician and just being fucking down sixth street busking you know what i mean like just seeing that no fuck you if i'm if i can't get into this venue to play then i'm just gonna fucking play on the street you know yeah. i don't fucking care and that's just how I am, you know? So it's very much, no, fuck you. Yeah, that's very much my mentality. Like, I'm going to do my shit. And yeah. if, if I'm not good enough to be on your fucking card, then whatever. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find my way either way. It's all good. I'm not going to pay 50 bucks to do it, you know? And I'm going to be above board here. Like, I was training at the Dog Pound for uh, just you know, maybe a cup of coffee even, you know? And Rodney... Treated me well, treated me good, still treats me well, tr still treats me good, but I paid the 50 bucks for the seminar because he asked me to, and I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this little weird thing where I'm a, I'm young in the business, I want to respect everybody and shit, but it got me fucking nowhere, man, you know? There's such a different, there's such a difference, too, in terms of paying for an educational experience right. versus a lottery. Exactly. Kind of, kind and, you know, thing, and you know, not for nothing, if... I'm already paying them, you know, yeah. and I get the education every other day. Like, why am I going to go drive out to Decatur, Texas yeah. and hopefully get picked for this show, which I already was on the fucking card because I yeah. know showed it, <laughs> you know, I know it. I saw the card. They had my shoot name on it. So obviously they don't <laughs> give a fuck about me. I was going to job out to Action Jackson. So it's like, Ooh. yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
Why the fuck am I paying money then Man. if you already know I'm on the fucking card? Them, they love that motherfucker up there. I, I don't fucking know who it is. So it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's the big ass racket here. And to touch base on like the monopoly that they would try to build. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it, it goes back to the Texas talent that's does, been here grinding. And who, do, who, does, who does SWE have problems with? I know they have a problem with like, I, it, let's just fucking pull the hood off. See, I, I mean, yeah, wasn't, I'm all for pulling the hood. <laughs> what? But wasn't no the, weren't they weren't they telling people like you could you can't work here if you're gonna work over there? Wasn't wasn't there something? Dude, that one I'm drawing a blank on. Okay. But I mean, I, I if I definitely knew, I would definitely be see. Like if Trini that. were here, he could tell us, but he wouldn't say shit because <laughs> the mics are on. Yeah. Um, that I I mean I'm yeah I feel like I'm drawing a blank here, brother. But definitely, um, it's it's a weird thing because that's not. Why? Why would they care? Just because I'm working out here in this fucking bum ass town that loves old school wrestling, you know what I mean? Why can't I work over here at this show? And I oh, it's ringing a bell now. I think it's in that market area. So yeah. if I'm performing in that market area, I it's ringing a bell, brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, yeah. It's coming back to me. Um, and this is a story. This is all secondhand information. But there was a name on that card that worked a previous show the previous day in that same vicinity market, right? And they held a fucking meeting um, saying that you're diminishing your name by working out and, like, outside of the outskirts of this city. And then you're going to have to come back and work here. You're fucking fucking with our money and all this shit. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. So that's, that, I think that's what you were talking about, right? There's yeah. There's fucking whole... If I work in Fort Worth then I can't work in Dallas the next night because the draw is going to get effective and my name is just diminished. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, oh, wait, no, SWE. It was, uh, it was uh, Waxahachie Faith Wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> 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 a, a fucking mud show, bro. Why even fucking it's, worry about it, why? man? Why? Why yeah. worry about it? It just why comes up, it comes, it comes up like the 800-pound gorilla just... <sighs> just screaming at the void oh, it's like why God. and it's just i don't know it's like you've never been a hustler a day in your life man like you know like i have all my i have all my like <laughs> i wasn't making about like drug cartels and whatnot yeah. but you know what i mean like why am i gonna fucking worry about this dude Nicholas? it's not like waxahachie's gonna come up and... but but okay so i guess like i guess the thing was that like i guess they said that uh, they they rented the ring from a sex offender and he pulled an airsoft gun at the oh, show. Oh wait wait you want you want to hear the story about Waxahachie Faith? Yeah yeah I want to okay, hear this. But, I, but wait a second yeah. they kept but like they're like it seems like they're kind of being moralistic but they have like Rudy Boy around and didn't didn't James Elworth? He was booked. Yeah he was booked he right. Was booked. So like for yeah. a women's match. Yeah. An intergender match. Yeah. It's not a good look, brother. Yeah. It's not a good look at all. But yeah, they can't take the moral high guard when it comes to that <laughs> they shit. They put they put Rudy Boy in a battle royal uh, with uh, the seminar attendees, and they put Rudy Boy over. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked oh, up, brother. Show me how to work, Rudy, in a fucking battle royal. <laughs> okay, Hell no yeah. wait, no. But uh, tell, this, I love this shit because this is giving everybody a glimpse into just how fucking seedy shit is. So tell tell me about the Waxahachie Faith uh, story. Okay, so. This kind of predates it, but I think it like it adds to it. But I met the booker there working um, a convention show in, I think, Waco. 
right? It was one of those things where, like, no, no fuck, it was like, come on, get on the car, we don't care, right? And the guy, he just kept going on and on, like, yeah, I was, uh, I was trained by Barrett Brown. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good teacher, man. I know everything by Barrett Brown. And first off, this guy's teeth smelt like the worst fucking crackhead asshole I've ever smelt, right? So he was just straight talking to me about <laughs> Barrett Brown, and I'm like, well, I guess this is, this is pretty normal, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, a lot of gross people like, in yeah. wrestling. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, anyway... So I, that's how I met that guy. Just imagine the worst deplorable person, right? Who, ooh, who his gimmick was a uh, PTSD war vet. That's fucked up. His name's the Chaplain. Oh. Exactly. And he is the Chaplain of Pain. And his whole shtick is that when he has matches, he goes into a PTSD fit and hurts people. That's awful. That's fucking terrible, right? Yeah. So that was his gimmick. So that's the guy running this fucking show, right? So, for whatever reason, they, they the ring that they usually use falls out. Who, right? who who's who's the fucking healing this? His psychiatrist? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, the American government. Okay, <laughs> doing this to our soldiers. Um, so, the ring that they usually use fucking fell out right so he needed to get a fucking ring and the only guy in town with a ring was this guy named striker the striker is cut from the same cloth of this guy he's an old school brother brother he probably shook hands with some old school dude and thinks he knows it all right um and this guy striker is a convicted sexual predator as in he you know hurt a kid he, he went to prison for it right um, all that came out in time. <laughs> in time, I think. I think there was some some other mud show wrestler that was jaded for not getting on the card, like exposed his shit or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, they didn't know that at the time. Striker said, "You can use my ring. I need to be on the card, though." And so the guy was like, "Well, I'm not gonna put you on the fucking card because <laughs> I have morals. You are gonna ref, though." So he gets the fucking ref, right? In the, one of the matches, apparently the talent and the striker pedophile referee now have a disagreement, right? So they go to the back. They start having some words. <laughs> and, well, I guess the talent, talent, quote-unquote, I don't remember who it was, but um, they, they said they, they just got in his ass about it, right? So striker, in his infinite wisdom, said, well, I got something for you motherfuckers. And he goes to his bag gets a gun, points it at him, and he's going to say, I'm going to blow your fucking head off. At a church. (laughs) (laughs) And they try to to defend him. Like the fucking wax hatchet tries to defend him and be like, it was an airsoft gun where we will never use them again. And it's just, well, crack, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh my God. (laughs) But I feel like Texas wrestling is full of those shit show stories, right? Yeah, man. Um, it it's it's funny. I feel like, God damn it, God damn it is right. right? I'm like I'm like my head is like flooded. I'm like, where do I go from here? <laughs> I'm like I'm like it's looking at I'm like looking at the fucking map with like all the fucking like 
like the fucking pins and the yarn all like connected. I'm like, oh, oh fucking Jimmy Perez. Oh, fucking Mr. Oh, B. Well, We're okay, let's talk about Jimmy Perez here. And Mr. B. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, at the time of this recording, that debacle is still fresh in people's minds. Oh, well, like it's it. always going to be fresh because you look at how you look at how much of a hold Mr. B had over certain things going on right. in the state. I mean, mm-hmm. not not like, I don't know. He, he, at the very least, was the purveyor of some highly questionable talent that, you know, still mm-hmm. pops up from time to time. For sure. But yeah, Jimmy Perez trying to re- revitalize that guy's career, huh? Good lord. And you know, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here, because I know I just shit on SWE saying, like, like, and how the boys shouldn't be held accountable, quote unquote, the boys, right? The club, yeah. they shouldn't be held accountable for working that show, right? Because it's just what they're seedy, but the boys are just trying to get paid. And not for nothing, look at the look at the names well, SWE brings in. They have yeah. connections. They have good. Yeah. So maybe there's one vet there that's like, you know, let me let but, me. Hook but there's this certainly guy up. there's certainly a measure of uh, a hypocrisy when you tell people, oh, they did business with this guy, but then you bring in Ellsworth. Of course, yeah. And then, and then they're defending Ellsworth. And again, and that, then, that's the people running the yeah, shit. Yeah, right? and of course, and of course, Rudy Boy. I still mm-hmm. don't. I don't have any idea why Rudy Boy is mm-hmm. still. Um, I mean, I blocked that dude a long time ago. Like, I just, I, I just find him. I find him to be obnoxious with very little to offer. Where? Um, I. I mean, like, I. I mean, he's produced some some good talent. Mm-hmm. But I wish there was Arguably. some. I wish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. I can name some people. I mean, yeah, but like, did he really produce them though? It's that's true. That's I, fair. I mean, but you could say that about any school, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. I mean, I'm not going to... I mean... Go ahead. At the risk of pissing people off, I think... Go ahead. I think... Okay, fine. I'll say it. I think after a certain point, George De La Isla was pretty fucking useless. And oh he coast He co- No, it's true. The guy was blind. He couldn't get in a ring. And he relied on a lot of the, the alumni to train people. Now, I'm not saying that that means that he didn't do anything. He trained a lot of really great people. But at a certain point, he was just kind of like a name that was mm-hmm. there. And he did kind of give a lot of people a lot of bad advice. Yeah. Um, well, look, 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 and he tolerated some bullshit in his day that he shouldn't have. Listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't say that. But I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death because he got he gave me my start in the business. He was my first introduction yeah. of like, hey, this is pro wrestling, bro. No, George 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 has a good heart. The but sweetest man. He's a very sweet man. Mm-hmm. But um you but you're exactly right. Toward the twilight years of that, when I came in, like I thought, "Oh, this guy's like my Miyagi. Like this mm-hmm. is what it is." When I found out he couldn't fucking see, yeah, and he was senile. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck? And the people that were training me, quote unquote, training me before um, Albert and like all the other fucking people were like, "No, look, come here, get on the road with us and learn the yeah, real yeah. education." Right? Um, before that, it was people that aren't in the fucking business anymore. Yeah, and they had no business teaching me how to bump, no, how to run anything. You know, what sir, I mean? so, not at all. That's that's like when I came in and tried to kind of when he invited me in to help. Mm-hmm. revitalize the school For a sure. bit um i was kind of shocked i'm like i think he had words of wisdom to give mm-hmm. but at that point it felt like some pretty low tier people kind of going through basic drills and george couldn't tell what the fuck was going on All right but you know, the, you know again that can that keys into the parasitic aspect of the business too because like people knew 
right? Yeah. People had to know. Yeah. But he, his, the building's under his name. Mm-hmm. The school, he owns the LLC. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, why? And But but also, like, what I don't understand, that, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some shit. Let's get into it. Um, you want, speaking of parasites, let's talk about Darren Childs a little bit. And Woo! and how he uh, and how he used that space, I mean him and Paul London were not fucking cool to George, and they were running shit out of that building, and I doubt that George saw a dime for the facilities oh, that they used. The Paul London school, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Darren, I, I had no idea Darren was involved with it. So well, maybe Paul did not. I don't fucking know, right. man. Like Darren kind of gloms on to shit. He's like Aunt mm. Edna from Vacation. You know, <laughs> he's just kind of fucking sitting in the back seat, rotting. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got the, yeah, he's got the fucking. He may or may not have a social security check to pay you with. Um, God damn. <laughs> um, kind of respect the fucking hustle, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at some point that's the problem. We don't respect the hustle. Oh yeah. Um, but. Like, Darren wasn't always respectful to... That's another thing I don't get. Can you tell me what the fuck is up? With what? We gotta talk about this. So, I guess my main problem is that I don't think that there's any measure of accomplishment that should allow somebody to completely jip somebody out of a payday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if... I don't know how... I don't know... I mean, I don't know what I would need to do. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly well, you know, like, okay, if I did a lot of the shit that Darren's done to workers, mm-hmm. and I, you know what, and here's the thing, you know what, he he can act like I'm an asshole, because I'm an asshole, I don't give a fuck, you know. He's talked shit on me publicly. I mean, he's he's called me like a failed screenwriter, like mm. the, the failed comic book writer calling me the failed screenwriter, whatever. Right. Um, some of, a lot of the shit that he's done, I could never get away with. Mm. And I don't know what dues I would have to pay in order to make that okay, because I don't think that there should be any due that you could pay right. that makes that okay. Well, you, know? you should probably uh, start by lacing up a pair of boots. I heard that's probably what you need to start doing. So, how many matches do <laughs> I need to go through training? Yeah, you need to go through training. You need so, to carry my bags. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. So, okay, so, yeah. so go through training. <laughs> yeah. Well, brother, man, I don't... I'm just trying to figure out how I can get away with not paying you and still have you come exactly. back. Exactly. So, here's the thing. I love that we're talking about this because you're exactly right. What what level of success do we have to do to get the fucking proverbial, you know, yeah. get away with a card, whatever the fuck it is, right? Yeah. I, I know from my experience... It's not I've, even just about pay. It's about uh, behavior issues. But that goes to us, too, as, like, the locker room because it's, like... I, from my experience, it was, this is ACW, right? Like, I, my first indie show was ACW, yeah, like, and you know, not to bring it down or anything more than what we already have. I feel, but I sat, uh, I sat in front of many shows there. But I'm that, saying, like, yeah. um, I was in a fucking very low point, you know. Waffles, well, she, she knew. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, my dog just crashed the scene. She's like, you were, you were sad. Oh my goodness! Let me waffles, cheer you waffles, up. Waffles, waffles. <laughs> hey, waffles, sit. Okay, waffles. Okay. <laughs> okay, but what I was saying, um, so. Like, ACW was my first indie show experience, right? I was in a very low point in my life, and my girlfriend at the time said, let's just go watch a fucking indie show. She just looked up online. Were you training at the at No, this no. Mm-hmm. This was, like, 2016, I feel like. And um, at that particular show, I saw Ricky Starks. I saw 
Jojo Bravo at the time in a match with Davey Vega, like a triple threat. And that match specifically, because I saw Jojo, and I was like, this guy is my height. He's built like me. He entertains me, and he's doing all this cool shit. And people were excited to see Ricky at the start of the match, because I guess he was gone for a minute. And But by the end of it, Jojo, Jojo, they were rooting for Jojo. And I was like, dude, this is so fucking cool. So like that match, that show, that venue, that space... That feeling is what made me want to be in pro wrestling, you know? So when I first started, like, coming around and paying dues, brother, brother, um, that was just in the forefront of my mind. Like, I want to be on this show. I don't care if I'm getting fucking paid. I don't give a fuck about anything. Like, I just want to be on this show and prove to me that, I, hey, man, I did it. I, I was in the fans. I was in, like, that fucking broken-ass front chair that we had to put out. Paid money. Watch my friends now do the show, now I'm in the locker room, I'm having these matches, I had a match with Albert at that fucking show that went unadvertised, it went fucking, um, you know, unannounced at all, and I don't think the crowd didn't know that it was fucking happening, but it didn't matter to me, because he was my hero, and I'm wrestling my hero at a show that fucking made me want to be a wrestler, you know, at the same time though, I should have went and been like, I need some money. Mm-hmm. We need to change this. All this fucking, these drugs in this locker room right here probably need to get the fuck right. out. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be going into the ring fucking drunk. We shouldn't be doing this shit. We need to say that as a talent. But a lot of the times at that show, I mean at other shows, you get fucking young kids that have no idea. They're wet behind the ears. And they feel like they don't have a voice. I say, fuck that. Say something. Who's gonna, what are they going to do? Blackball you? No, they're not. Nobody can get blackballed anymore unless you're a big fucking piece think, of shit. I think there's such a negative stigma that pro wrestling has to battle already anyway. Yeah, of that, course. <clears throat> it, you know, okay, so fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we shared a locker room with them, I was always terrified that... Because, um, like, you know, man, as someone who's on the other side of the bar business... Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know that there are things that you can do that can compromise the, uh, the the business licenses of people who are running this massive festival. So when I would see them just totally like flipping the bird and bringing in beer and doing drugs and just, mm-hmm. you know, just not even respecting the people that had invited them there, um, it bothered me. But when we were sharing a locker room with them, I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, I guess, to some extent. Mm-hmm. But then again, you can't because whatever you, whatever my brother does reflects upon me. And no matter what Darren wants to think or the guys over there want to think, we're kind of all in a brotherhood together. Exactly. Man. No matter what. I got four know? of them. I got four brothers. And whenever one of them fucked up, we all got in trouble. You yeah. Because you should have been checking them. Yeah. You know? So, like, I totally get that mentality. And Yeah, I think, I think that's why I am so, I guess, appalled sometimes when I see so- certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that I'm already I'm already busting my ass. I wouldn't do things differently or with less integrity than I already do because that's just the way that you do business. But I know that it doesn't help this thing that I'm a part of. Right. You know, the whole miasma is tainted by this one guy over here and this one guy over here and this one guy over here. And Mm -hmm. and it just overall muddies the pool, you know. And it, it makes, it doesn't make what I'm, it doesn't make, make it hard for me to maintain my integrity. Exactly. But it definitely makes other people look at what we do 
with kind of a side eye, mm-hmm. you know? And well, so, you know, let's put analogies in this, man. Like, you're in a fucking roommate situation. So it's like, you you, you get a girl, right? It's going good. You want to bring her over, mm-hmm. right? Well, this is a new place. It's got a kick-ass place here, you know? I want to show her my digs. Show her I want to impress her a little bit, you know? Um, hey, man, you mind cleaning up your shit? Okay, well, obviously, you're not going to fucking do it. Well, I, I got to do it. Well, I'm going to be pissed off while I do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I'm kind of don't give a fuck about venting right now. Because someone's got to clean this shit up. Yeah. Right? Don't we have to clean this up? It can't just always be, oh, that's just the business. <laughs> why does it have to be? Why does it have to be the business? Yeah. You know? And this, like I said, it's just that big circle fuckery, man. You know? It's a snake eating its own tail. It's a big fucked up Uroboros. Yeah. I mean, they're and they're and they're just oh, goddamn. I think I think anybody would agree that there are places that um, you don't want to live. Yeah. And there are companies that are fundamentally based out of those places that you don't want to live. <laughs> yeah. And those people are horrible. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they bring their horrible attitudes and horrible views to the table, mm-hmm. and it becomes a part of the business. Sadly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But, I mean, to go back into the, you know, what level of success, I think the success is a double-edged sword because people do let them get away with a lot of shit, you know? People do let them get away with it with either it's abusive type behavior or, or, or fucking shady shit. And why why are we afraid to say anything about it, you know? Like, why? And I... This this all comes from a drug revelation. I'm not gonna fucking lie to you. <laughs> it was a story. Me and a um, I'm not I'm not gonna say his name because it involves uh, narcotics, I guess, to an extent. But we're at a show and I got passed an edible, and I was told this edible was five milligrams, right? So I'm like, oh, it's only five milligrams. Okay. You know, I feel like I'm I'm the lightweight. You know what I'm saying? I could take it, right? Turns out I was fifty milligrams, and I only knew it was fifty milligrams because I was like, I can handle another one, and I took the other one. Oh. So now I'm a hundred milligrams deep. I was immobile, and not only was I immobile, but I was venturing into myself <laughs> yeah. and realizing, dude, I'm a big old pile of shit human being, not just wrestler. You know what I mean? And I couldn't be there for Vert Vixen, my lovely girlfriend. Because she got busted up, like, bad in the match. She was working this girl that had no business being in the fucking ring. And I said that shit. You have no business being in the fucking ring. And no matter who you're fucking trained by, right? Okay, side note. <laughs> um, d- just because you go to a fucking school that has a name behind it doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're doing. No. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to go out to fail. You need to fucking fail. No name's going to put you on a platform. Maybe they do. But then what happens after that? You, you have to shit have, the bed. You need yeah. to get out there and fail. You need to fuck up. Quit being afraid of that shit. Okay, side note over. Anyway, busted up Vert. Pretty bad. And I couldn't be there for her. Mentally. Because I was fucked up. You were Jim Morrison. And- Dude, I was gone, you know? Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and the person I was with, who was helping me, admittedly, um, was being more of a significant other to her than I could have been at that moment. And it fucked with me. Mm-hmm. Not only that as a significant other, but as a trainer, as a mentor, as a somebody that's been in the business longer than her. And I couldn't do that, you know? And I realized, then why am I here? Why? This is, and then all these people in that locker room were just coming up to me and be like, oh, you have these big shows coming up, man, congrats. So don't forget about us little people and whatnot. And I'm like... 
but I'm a fucking asshole. I'm a dickhead. Just because I'm getting booked at other places doesn't mean I'm greater or more significant than you, you know? And the way they were talking to me, it just felt like, how did I treat these people when they were coming up? I must have treated them some kind of bad. It's like the abusive dad, you know? When you grow up and I'm like, hey, dad, notice me. Hey, dad, notice me. Am I that to them? I need to fucking change. You know what I mean? I need to fucking do something else. Granted, that was a drug-fueled revelation, but I think people need to have that conversation with themselves. Yeah. They need to look in the mirror and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I leaving this business better or for worse? For everybody. I think the thing that needs to really be gutted from the business uh, socially mm. is the sense of hierarchy. Yeah, the gatekeeping. Uh, yeah, the gate. It, Which people want to say that it's not there, but it's definitely fucking no, no. Stuff. It's it's definitely there. Um, but it's it's kind of like how I think you look at something like say punk rock, okay? Mm-hmm. And punk rock, when it is in its most effective and uh, pure form, uh, there is no hierarchy. There is there are no rock stars. And that was always the point of punk. There are no rock stars. It's just a community of people doing it themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So it didn't matter. There, right. there was nobody who could basically get over on other people based on their credentials. Credentials didn't matter. Credentials mm-hmm. was something that that you know the status quo shoved down your throat, and so you it didn't matter. Everybody was somebody, mm-hmm. and everybody was treated like somebody. Everybody was treated very humanely. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that you don't see a lot of in the business that I'm privy to. I think um, I've seen a lot of people who have been somewhere and they think that entitles them to be unkind mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? Yeah, people, for sure. People, people, people get egos. Or the people that have been nowhere, you know? People... Or just been or just been around and oh, god damn man. Well, dude, I hate time that. never equaled experience. No, I think mm-hmm. it's it's weird when you see people who are just the very definition of inertia. It's like, man, there's there are there are a thousand parking lots yeah. and there's bound to be a fucking rock that's been sitting out in every one of those parking lots for fifty fucking years probably. Right. And just because that rock has been in that same spot for however long doesn't mean that it it's it's got anything any value exactly. you know it's just a rock it's the rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i mean yeah i mean like i think I, that was one thing that used to piss me off man people people would come to our shows mm-hmm. and they they'd uh they'd sit there like not not move a stick right you know and they'd be like they'd be there and they'd show up for maybe i don't know four shows five shows just sitting there like taking up a seat and it's like they they suddenly decide that they didn't want to come to our shows anymore because we weren't booking them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you didn't do anything, so I'm not hurt. But also, uh, if you were worth a shit, you would have been booked anyway. Right. Like, uh, you know. And those same people are going to go around and fucking say, well, they should have done this. They should be doing this. Why would they do this with this person? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that because I've done that. You know, like I said, I was that fucking asshole. Maybe I still am. I don't know. That's like maybe the like the gatekeepy aspect, like the ugly side of the business. You know what I mean? That we're bound to get on all of us, right? Yeah. It's in me, and I recognize that. So, I, you have to call it out. You have to like. I'm pretty sure. I like. If you go back and listen to this recording, well, for what I've done it enough, you know. Well, for I mean, for yeah. what it's worth, though, I've always seen. Uh, I've seen an incredible amount of kindness in you. 
uh, that I don't think I always see in other people. That's 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 scary because <laughs> I don't think I'm that kind, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Well, you're 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 in you're in earnest, and I think the thing is, is that you can be in earnest, but you're not you don't you're not scathing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to hear the truth, but I think that you can oftentimes deliver the truth without being a cunt about it. Right. You know, for sure. some people will like they'll see an opportunity to be critical uh, as an opportunity to attack. Right. And I don't think to make I've, themselves feel better. Yeah, but I've never seen you attack anybody. Personally, I mean, I, and I, I'm around. I hear shit. Okay, I mean, if you, pre- I hear shit. If you hear shit, if you haven't heard anything about me, then it's mostly uh, like important people you're talking to, right? Because like, I've at the school that I uh, frequent, you know what I mean? Um, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, cheap plug there, you know. It it is the school that I direct people to. Right. I mean, for what it so, is, I mean, you get good education there, good basics. Um, some good people. Some good people. So there's some good people that come out of there, man. And um, for what it is, what is he saying? Oh. There's some people that don't go there, because I go there. Really? Yeah. Who? Uh, you remember Donnie Giovanni? Yeah. He doesn't go there because I go there. Oh, is he still in the? Is he He's still not in the business. Okay. These people aren't in the business, so they don't. I could, could give fuck all to them. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, I think you were pretty high on this cat, um, uh, Johnny Cruz. Johnny Cruz. Yeah. The fact this is making my night. The fact that you're thinking hard. No, I mean this. I know. Well, there's there are there are two Johnny Cruises. That's the problem. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> okay. No, I know who you're talking about. What yeah. What's the deal with him? Um, just I mean, and again, this goes back into that evil that I've been talking about. That's in the business, you know, because I feel like I was a little hard on. Is him. this someone you hurt? I don't think I hurt him. I didn't hurt him. He hurt me, clearly. I don't know if you can see the scar. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he shot on me in the match, brother. Here. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, um, well, maybe... Well, maybe, maybe... That shot is a strong word. He, I don't think he did it on he, purpose, okay. man. Okay, well, but, then he didn't shoot on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You I think evil it's, uh, son of a bitch. You're, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just burying him, but... Nah, so you think he just kind of... I think there was a lot of pent-up aggression there, you yeah. know? Because I was hard on him. Everything came natural to him, you know, mm-hmm. in the ring. He was just gifted. I'll say that. He was gifted athletically mm-hmm. so when we're doing drills and shit okay, do do 10 extra reps because you need to push yourself well when yeah, yeah when you come in and you're kind of leapfrogging people you have to yeah it's like skipping a grade exactly you know you skip a grade you're not going to be reading fucking first grade literature in fourth grade right. buddy exactly so, so i'm giving you i'm giving you meat and potatoes while everyone's eating the gerber you know what i'm saying like this is what you're supposed to do maybe he didn't take kindly to that you know well I'm not going to put his personal business out there, but he's not in the business no more. And the main mm-hmm. reason that he doesn't go back to the school is just the thing is because I'm there. Is it you know? the business or the school he's gone from? Ooh, the both. Really? What happened? Both. Uh, personal stuff, you uh-huh. know, that from what I understand. You know? I did like him. I thought he had ability. He definitely does. He has God-given talent. Yeah. You know? But it's just that thing where, like, okay, if I give you some kind of critique, well, for one, you asked me. And that comes with a grain of salt, too, because, like, mm-hmm. who the fuck am I? A little too much ego? Yeah, you know? And, you know, maybe not him so much, but there are a lot of motherfuckers on that level that are like that. And it's always, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was doing this. I'm like, okay, well, you don't care Fix about it. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's why Trinity's great. Exactly. Trinity listens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people these don't. And I don't get it. Like, you'd expect this craft to be easy? It's not. 
No, no craft is. No. You need to hammer the shit all the fucking time. You need to be a borderline obsessed with it. Especially this business, which requires so much, as we discussed, so much out of you. Yeah. Mentally, physically, it's abusive. And then not to mention all the shit we've been talking. Clearly there's a bad side to it that well, needs to be cleaned up. You know yeah, I mean, I still think there's there's definitely a weird frat boy mentality right. that, that is very pervasive. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's still a lot of hazing. And yeah. they don't want to call it hazing. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of hazing. There are things that I think are just bizarre that happen. Word. That I don't think are very humane. Um, there, And people will say, well, you got to be tough. And it's like, why? Yeah, and that goes you back to the I mean? original point. It's like, it's because that's the business, brother, brother. It's like, well, why does it have to be? It doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. And I, this all came from a drug fuel revelation. But exactly, <laughs> like, I didn't think about all that shit before. I really didn't. Yeah. And I didn't put myself in check, you know? And that's why, you know, we're talking about Johnny Cruz. It's just like... Maybe I just was a little too hard on the kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe he needed another reinforcement. Maybe they okay. Clearly, yelling at you is too negative, right? So maybe I should take a step back and just offer a different thing. You know, they just just correct the tone. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe that was just always going to be the destiny of this person. Maybe they were just going to dip their toes. You know, have a little hey. Look, guys from high school, I'm doing this thing. It's now. weird when you see that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, I've seen it. I've seen it before. I've seen these guys who come in and they just like they're they're these like they're in like peak athletic condition, mm-hmm. and they come in and it's like maybe a little too easy for them, and they just get bored real quick. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's one thing. I don't know. I think ultimately what you're talking about really. It's probably just all intonation. You know, you really have you really right. have to you really have to approach how you 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 yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, being in the business where I saw so many dog shit bands, man, you really have to be gentle about how you approach people. Well, someone's art. You yeah. Know what I mean, this is a personal thing for them. Yeah. Regardless if it's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you can say, oh, this is dog shit, or you can kind of approach them and be like... So, uh, there's this guy named Tim Kerr. Mm-hmm. He's in a band, he was in a band called The Big Boys. Mm-hmm. Legendary punk band. Tim's been in dozens of bands. He's also one of these guys who you will never hear anybody say a bad word about them. Danzig is this guy who hates like so many fucking people. And one time uh, Tim told me he was listening to Danzig do this interview on the radio and he was doing like a name association thing. Right. And, Mm -hmm. You know, fucking someone, they'd mention somebody in Danzig would go, fuck that guy. That fuck guy's a fucking asshole. (laughs) And then someone goes, Tim Kerr. Uh, and Danzig responds, Tim, I like Tim. Tim's a good guy. <laughs> so to get, like, get that from fucking yeah. Danzig. <clears throat> but anyway, I remember watching um, I remember watching Tim produce a record once for, for a local band. And the band did this take. And they came out of it. And Tim Tim's way of, I guess, eliciting the best out of them was to go, Guys, that was phenomenal. But you know what? You can do better. Mm-hmm. Let's let's try and do better. Just the way that he approached them. I mean, I think I used to be really coarse, but then I saw how he kind of went in, extracted the best out of them, but then also pushed that and was just like, "You can do better." That was amazing, but you can do better. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really that was really profound for me to watch this guy who you know he's been to the mountain, but he also knows how to just right. temper his criticism with with ultimate um, kindness and. F- 
in a sense, right. fatherhood? Well, he's speaking their language. Yeah. He's speaking their language that they can understand and yeah. get the best out of them, you know? Yeah. And I saw that with... Because um... ultimately, here's the thing. Go ahead. I mean, if... How, however you exist in a voice for someone, you become a part of their tapestry. Yeah. And so whatever they go on to do, you're part of that. You're responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So you got to... It's a, that's a major responsibility. Yeah. You know, when you really think about it, you're part of someone's life. You're part yeah. of someone's, you know, creative Evolution. Thing. Yeah, exactly. You're in the DNA. And, you know, I'll take this time. Stop being an asshole, yeah, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it to apologize. If I was too much of a dick for you training out, then my bad. But like you said, it, we all grow, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to understand, when I first started and actually started giving a fuck about my training... The people that were tra- like quote unquote training me—that's how they talked to me. That's how they got out. But that's how I learned. You know, they were speaking my language. You know, so my language isn't somebody else's. You yeah. Know what I mean, and it took me a minute. It took that whole revelation to realize that—that that, fuck, man. Maybe I'm coming out this the wrong way. You know, people need. I get, they need to have the conversation with themselves, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you're exactly right. People need something else. We're all artists. <laughs> We're all fucking fucked up people. Oh, know? yeah, of course. And um, I relate I related to that. And people that are athletes in this business, more power to them. I don't care. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. guilty. I'm guilty of having been that asshole, too. I mean, like, yeah. working on film projects, I would, see some, I would see something, somebody would hand something, and I'd go, this is fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Because I didn't have time to mince words, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, this is shit. You can do better. Yeah. And I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that. You right. Know? I should have... I should have... Because it doesn't inspire people to want to really... <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but you're exactly right. Yeah. It's, we... That... And it starts with us, right? Yeah. We're talking all the shit. It does start with us cleaning ourselves up, you know? Because, like, if I'm going to throw rocks in class houses, you know... I gotta make sure my house is a little intact too. You know what I mean? But yeah, at the same time, if yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Well, how? Let me really let me ask let me ask yeah. you. And this isn't like I'm not asking you to fucking you know I'm not looking for an endorsement. But okay. how, how are we doing? I mean, right now or like no, just in general? Like how how have we been doing as a company in terms of cleaning our shit up? Because this is something we've talked a lot about, especially yeah. coming out of the especially coming out of the callouts. Right. You know. um... Like Roxy Castillo asking us, what can you do to ensure the safety of everybody going forward? Like, how has the call out affected you? Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't answer her effectively. Right. <laughs> you know, outside well, that's of... That's kind of surprising. I mean, I, I feel like you and Biss have a, a good pulse on, like, what's happening in, like, the scene. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, the fucked up thing is you can really only respond to things after they occur, like, posthumously, you mm, know? That's, yeah, that's the sure. thing, is like... I don't know what we could do in terms of policy that would make things less appealing to the individuals. Well, that I, don't, we... I don't. I mean, y'all guys would have the pre-show meetings, of course. Right? Yeah. So, like, I don't remember. And we, PWR, I remember their shows. Um, they would have like the whole like gimmick. Hey, this is the show. Whatever the fuck. And then they would venture off and be like, "Look, listen. We know this is all fun and games. I know we're all fucking drinking, but there's that number right there." If you need anything, if somebody's fucking with you, just call it. We'll kick them out. Whatever the fuck, you know. I've always dug that, you know. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, that's cool. That kind of thing. Um, maybe that's something you could do. That maybe in the locker room or maybe in the show. I don't know. You yeah. Know? Um, but I've always felt safe, 
in y'all's locker rooms, man. I mean, considering some of the, like, the Colin stuff that's come out, you know, how can we know that shit you, without yeah. when people are not talking, you know? that vi- I don't want to call it a victim mentality, but, you know, when somebody is in that situation and they feel like they have no voice, how can we be better about getting them to speak, you know? Yeah. And, I, again, that kind of goes into the whole, like people that influence taking uh, advantage of their position so to speak you know yeah um i think the business in total in all in all has done a pretty good job of cleaning that up already you yeah know? so i'm hoping that when you know still, we start coming back yeah. into the fold of things that it will be a pretty good i'm gonna have i'm gonna like have that. to have some difficult conversations with certain people that you know so, well, I mean, if that's what it's going to have to be, this is what it's going to have to be. Man. Yeah, it just sucks. I mean, it does, but, I mean, are we I making mean, money in this shit? Oh, no. <laughs> Not really. So this is like, come on now. Why? If we if there was, like, significant amount of money on the line, of yeah. course there's a lot more red tape. But if this is just us, like, in our creative process and a platform for us to enjoy the what the fuck we do. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm not doing so bad because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about if there was a significant amount of money being made, I still wouldn't give a fuck that person would be 86. Exactly. You know, so maybe I maybe maybe I'm okay. But um, hey, you're doing your part. That's yeah. All at, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it hurts to let some people go because especially if you have a personal relationship with them, man. You know? Yeah. Trust me, I'm I'm in the middle of that right now and I'm just I don't know how to deal with it. And it's you just got to call them up. You know, I'm Who, learning. You got you got somebody you got a problem with right now? Yeah. I mean, you know it. Okay. You know exactly who it is. All right. Know? All right. So it's like, uh, what can we do besides be like... Have you, have you addressed it? I haven't. Don't know how? I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I have the stones, man. I'm you know, gonna, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't know if I do. Yeah, no it's one, not in no, me. no one else has either. I can't be Lenny. And I know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I shoot Lenny in the back of the head. Yeah, I got the world. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, pussy. Ha- I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna have to be the guy. No shit, yeah. to swing the axe, huh? Yeah, because you know it's gonna come up, and he's, you know, he's gonna be like, "What? What's the deal?" Yeah, and I'm gonna have to go this. Yeah, and he's in this. I, it's at that point where the worst is when someone fucking denies it and you're like I don't believe you yeah you know and yeah what can we do at yeah. that point besides walk away yeah wish them the best and sometimes you have to err on just right. the fact that like I'm not gonna fucking chance it I'm yeah. not gonna roll the dice on you especially now yeah like, considering everything that's come out yeah and I, not to criticize anything that's happened over like the last year or whatnot, but it's like we did like like I said, we did a pretty good job of cleaning it up, right? Obviously, and it needed to be done. What happens now, though? You know, when that shit, maybe not in the same context or same color, but like other people have shitty behaviors, you know, like what we've talked about, and no one's saying anything about it, or then people that are saying stuff about it, they kind of get swept under the rug. Yeah, being told, oh, you don't get booked anyway, or they they haven't done anything, so your opinion doesn't fucking matter. You know, when does it stop? I think it goes back to the whole punk rock ethos of just treating people like human beings, uh, mm. regardless of their so-called status. I think, I think status is the thing that needs to go. Mm. I think status is it, it. It okay. When you look at uh, sex crimes in particular, they are very rarely. Uh, rooted in any sort of real physical gratification 
they're about a power trip. Yeah. They're about sure. exerting your power over somebody. So like rape is very much a a crime of power. Mm-hmm. It's in and it's in in like putting yourself over somebody, dominating somebody and putting them beneath you so that you feel bigger. You know? And so that's the thing is that really the most toxic thing in an environment of wrestling or anything like even music scenes is always the sense of power the hierarchy the high schoolness of it you look at even music scenes where it comes out that some guy in some big band did something and he got away with it for years and years and years it's because everybody like looked at that guy as being kind of up on the fucking top of the totem pole Mm -hmm. and it's bullshit you gotta knock the poles down and put everybody on the same level you know sure and you can't let, obviously, you can't let your greed rule either. You, know, you have to be kind of socialist about this shit, you know? That concludes part one of Fireside with Prince Adam. Max will be back next week with part two. For now, enjoy the fire.